Hi guys, welcome to Resilient You, a podcast where we share stories of overcoming, self-growth, and finding our way through struggles big and small. I'm your host, Annie Blade, a Michigan native girl with big dreams who wants to help you uncover yours. Stay tuned for the episode. Happy Tuesday, my squad. What is up? And welcome back to another Resilient Squad Tuesday. Today I am, wow, I always say that at the beginning, I'm like, today I'm doing this, but I guess that's just me. (laughs) On this episode, there we go, that's different. On this episode of Resilient You, I'm going to be talking about something that I have teased on my stories for months that y'all have voted that you want to hear about, and it is how I changed my mindset. I have a little list of about six things that I did. I will delve into each one for you, but let me just get into it. It's going to be a little bit of story time and a little bit of tips and self-application. So I began to change my mindset in life and on life in around November or so of 2019. I had recently graduated college that summer. I'd gone through a myriad of troubles in the past few years. I struggled to get along with my roommates, which wasn't completely their fault. I definitely uh, was going through it, and I didn't handle that situation great. I had gone through a toxic relationship. Uh, School, college as a whole was just not my favorite thing in the world. I was going to therapy. I was really struggling to be happy in my mind, my body, and I struggled to believe that I was made for good things. Now, I continuously did things that challenged me in college. I was in a workout group, and I was always trying to better myself. I did a little bit of personal training via the internet with my brother, more of like a meal plan, but you know, I would work out sometimes. And obviously, I got through college, I got a bachelor's degree, so it's not like I don't try to achieve highly, but that you can, you can achieve highly, have friends that love you, make your shmoney, pay that rent, and still not feel fulfilled, and I definitely didn't. So, after I graduated, I went on my first trip to Colorado, I moved in with my mother, So, oh, I went to a music festival. I don't know. I was just lost and just, you know, swaying through life, doing things that I thought I'd enjoy. But basically, at the end of the day, I hadn't saved enough money while I was in college to continue living on my own when I graduated. So I had to move back to my mom's house. And it it was not necessarily the best environment for me. And I don't think I'd done the self-growth to make it a good environment for me. Uh... I won't dive too much into my family life, but I will dive into my mindset at that time. I felt extremely limited. I'd felt like an imposter all throughout college. I felt like I wasn't truly going to be successful no matter how many, you know, awards or achievements I got in life. And I basically felt like a failure. I started applying for jobs and eventually got my first professional job in recruiting And this was around the time that I started to really understand how I was feeling about myself. So 
This number one point on how I changed my mindset is self-awareness. I started to become self-aware of the low vibrations of my mind and how I was feeling about myself probably right after I graduated. So about summer 2019, end of summer. And as I went into that first professional job, I really started thinking about life because I was giving 40 hours of my week, not to school now, but to a job. And I had to assess whether or not that job was for me. Some of the things I realized in this weird time in my life was that I had a lot of stories about myself that I told myself. And what I mean by stories isn't even necessarily memories or events that happened, but stories that I made up about myself. So thinking that I'm inherently flawed is basically a story that I gave myself or a label. A lot of these things are interchangeable as stories or labels or I would tell myself a or remind myself of a time where I failed at something or I got way caught up in my head and that I'd call myself emotional and helpless and unable to take care of myself. That was literally my number one fear at the time was that I was not stable enough to care for myself financially and emotionally and obviously having a fear like that isn't helpful in overcoming that fear I was getting lost in it so as I became self-aware in that time of the stories of the labels of the bad habits that I had of the emotions that were not helping me in my life that kind of took me to embrace this next step number two which is analyzing my influences in life so I when I was doing this (laughs) self-awareness uh journey when I was on this self-awareness journey I started thinking about what I surround myself with and I was basically coming to the realization that I wasn't surrounding myself with very good things I had friends that didn't necessarily bring me up in life and had limiting beliefs of their own that sometimes maybe I felt were projected onto me or just naturally shared with me when they would tell me their opinions about things in general didn't even have to be about myself and you know you really take the opinions of those you love to heart and this is just one I mean one stream of influence your friendships but it is a huge one Because you spend so much time around your friends. Other forms of influence could be the TV that you're watching, the music you're listening to, the news that you are ingesting and taking in, what kinds of shows you watch. And honestly, I don't really remember what kind of media I was consuming at the time, but I do remember that I didn't I didn't think it was helpful and I know I didn't really listen to podcasts at that time so that was something that I started to do. I had a long commute to work so I looked up some self-growth podcasts and I started listening to them. Uh, I started with the, it's now called the Rachel Hollis podcast. I think at the time it was called the Rise podcast and that really freaking inspired me to get my ish together. Rachel Hollis is a motivational speaker. Um, she has some she's done some things since then that I don't necessarily agree with, but I will always 
basically credit her for the beginning of my self-growth journey. I think she has so many amazing things to say. Whether or not she was the originator of some of the comments that she said is um, up for discussion. But that's not really what I'm here to talk about. I personally got a lot of growth and motivation and inspiration from her podcast. And seriously, guys, that is what I looked forward to every single day I was working that professional, that first professional job I had. Her podcast also got me onto a different self-growth one, uh, Trent Shelton's podcast. I don't know. I'm blanking on the name, but if you look up Trent Shelton on Spotify or podcast, and I'll link everything below, you would be able to find that easily. Trent delivered a more in-your-face kind of honest feel, so I started listening to his podcast more. His is also self-growth. But he really just kind of punches you in the face with information, which isn't for everyone. But I really enjoyed being kind of called out by his podcast and inspired by his podcast. So anyways, that was just one thing that I listened to to kind of better myself. Um, But yeah, guys, like what kind of music, what kind of shows are you ingesting? Like if you're watching true crime every night, you know, maybe that's not the best thing in the world for you. Or maybe... Maybe you think it is. I don't know. I'm not you, but for me, I started to really, really, really analyze what was adding to my life and what was taking away from my life. And I was being really honest if music I was listening to, for example, if I had been listening to sad music or something, that that's not good to relish in. Maybe it's okay to listen to a sad song every once in a while, but if it's going to make you more emotional and make you feel worse, I would make myself choose a happy song over listening to a sad song even if I wanted to listen to it and that's just one example of that so anyways point number one I got self-aware number two I started examining my influences I would say my number one issue was the kinds of friends that I had at the time or maybe lack thereof maybe I didn't have friends who believed in me and friends who had broken through their own self-limiting beliefs. Therefore, a lot of the times I felt like I was a little bit alone in this new self-growth path that I wanted to go on. Number three, I started changing my self-narrative. So instead of labeling, labeling myself as an imposter or lazy or that I wasn't going to succeed, I started facing those thoughts for what they really are and they're not the truth. One thing that I taught when I was doing life coaching is that our brains process every thought we have like it's truth unless we take the time to make ourselves acknowledge that not every thought we have is the truth. It sounds obvious, but it's not. If something bad happens and you get into a negative self-spiral, your brain may start to believe all of these mean thoughts you're thinking to yourself. Oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I always do things like this. You start saying those always and never very extremist things. And maybe you stop checking yourself and the reality of your thoughts because you are being so emotional. So basically, I started to write down my thoughts and I would also actively write out the opposite of that mean thought and what in reality it really was. I've given examples of this in prior episodes. I'll link one below where I go through this exact activity for you. But anyways, I started changing that narrative about me in from something that was limited and sad to what I wanted to be. I truly believed at the time that I was not capable of ever having 
the life that I want or even going in the direction of the dreams that I wanted. I was so trapped in what society taught me to want or what my parents taught me to want that I felt trapped and I already said that. I I felt like I had no escape route and that my dreams were never going to come true. Number four, I started to visualize what I did want for myself. This is something that I kind of got from Rachel Hollis. She has a whole journal that I've recommended to a few of my friends actually where you brainstorm basically all the craziest freaking dreams you have for yourself. So it could be anything from teaching abroad in another country to being the first female to do a certain sport. Like just think of the craziest thing for you that seems so out of out of the ballpark that you have trouble even speaking it to yourself in your mind, much less writing it down. I want I want you to do this activity. I want you to write those things down because that's what I had to do to start even making a single tiny step in the direction of where I wanted to be. Writing things down, letting your mind go wild, and allowing yourself to start to see the potential of what you want is the first step of going in that direction. You just have to start inching towards it and letting yourself think those thoughts that seem crazy, those thoughts you think other people would shoot you down for. It's not about them. It's not about their limiting beliefs. Your life is about you. You only have one. So really, whatever those crazy things are, write them down. What is Do you want to sing on a stage? Do you want to be a motivational speaker? Do you want to quit your job and move halfway across the world? What is it? Write it down and try really, really hard to not feel ashamed. Maybe just give yourself 30 seconds of, you know, freestyle writing, promising you won't judge yourself, close the book, look at it the next day if that's what you have to do. Anything you need to do because this is the first step. So I started visualizing my future. I decided that I wanted to move to Colorado. I decided that I wanted to start affecting other people's lives for the better, aka I did want to start a podcast and I actually had wanted to start a podcast for quite a while at that point. Um, I had some other ideas like living in an adventure van, which is still something that I want to do and I'm actively working towards. But at the time, I probably wouldn't have told anyone these things because I felt so limited. Anyways, So those are a few examples of some things that I wrote down to get myself started. So once I had this visualization for my future and these things that I wanted to achieve, instead of getting overwhelmed at the sheer list of things, I started narrowing down the ones that I wanted. And I wrote them on a list of 10 things, um, or I wrote a list of 10 of those things, and I started making traction towards one or two of them at a time. At the time, some of them were more short-term, like paying off loans, which I did, and some of them are more long-term, like living in a van someday and (laughs) going across the country living in a van. The next step from this visualization is number five, changing habits slowly. Now, I did say on that list of 10 things, I only started going after one or two at a time because I really don't think it's realistic to be changing tons and tons of things in your life at a time because it's more likely that you'll feel unbalanced and you'll fall off and honestly humans just aren't built to change those habits because what's on that visualization list ultimately means changing things about myself so I can have those things or achieve those dreams right so really that list 
is about changing habits. So things that I'm working on right now, going to the gym, are in alignment with living a healthier lifestyle. Uh, Shuffling is also in alignment with living a healthier lifestyle and doing things that I never thought I could do. I encourage you to analyze your habits by looking at that list and choosing the thing that's most important to you and kind of doing some more self-awareness activity and realizing what habits you'll have to change in order to get those things done. Uh, Giving more advice on changing habits is hard because I would kind of have to know what your goals are and what habits you currently have in order to further help you on this, but But I already gave you some examples for myself that hopefully uh, will help you a little bit. Um, Just to dive into more of one of my goals of being healthier, uh, you got to be a little bit more specific with yourself. So I decided being healthier for me meant shuffling and lifting weights because I was someone who was always so scared of lifting weights and I was never really happy with my body. So once I got specific on those, I was able to purchase a workout program and start really going towards that goal. Or way back when I started shuffling, not way back when, but like a year and a half ago, I started watching YouTube videos. Shout out to my girl Em again, because I watched Emily's videos to teach myself how to shuffle. Number six, self-love. After becoming more self-aware, analyzing my influences, changing my self-narrative, visualizing what I wanted, and starting to change those habits... I realized I was missing something, but that thing had already began to be fostered by doing all of these things, and that thing is self-love. Without practicing self-love, aka giving yourself time to rest, giving yourself time to sleep, making time to journal, meditate, sit in silence, take a walk, appreciate your life, without this, all else is going to fail. If you don't love yourself, at one or at one time or another, you're going to fall off and beat yourself up because that's what I used to do. And not really loving myself was actually, ironically, how I got on this journey to self-love. I didn't really know where this was going or what I was really doing because I was just doing it day by day, not really understanding what I was going for, but only knowing that I wanted to be happy. Uh, but I am so happy that it ended up in the discovery of self-love. I don't think self-love is a destination, much like most things. It's a practice. It's something you have to foster. And something that is very important that I realized is that self-love is not only resting, but action. You're loving yourself when you're changing those habits to make yourself better. You're loving yourself when you decide that a friend is no longer a good influence for you. You're loving yourself when you choose to listen to music that nourishes your soul instead of something that makes you, you know, well up with tears. You're loving yourself when you call yourself out on a label like lazy that you call yourself and realizing that that's not true. Maybe you had a lazy moment or it's loving yourself when someone gives you constructive criticism and you take what they have to say and apply it to your life. Self-love is so much more than thinking you're beautiful or taking time for yourself. Anyways, guys, I'm still on this, 
you know, changing my mindset journey. I am not beyond <laughs> all of these things. And all of these things are a process, but I really hope this list of things can help you get to where you want to go next. I am truly a completely different person than I used to be a year and a half ago. It makes me a little emotional to think about, and I sometimes wish that current me could go back and help past me, you know, just get through a few things, maybe a little smarter. But past me is who made current me, me. And so I'm super thankful for her for keeping on through all the things she went through. And just to leave you guys on this note, I also encourage you to really look back and give yourself a pat on the back for all of the hardships that you've gone through. You're here today listening to this today because you want more for yourself or else you wouldn't be listening to a self-growth podcast. I think so often we're so focused on what we want next, we forget that we basically run marathon after marathon after marathon for ourselves. So I really encourage you to be grateful for yourself and give yourself a little extra love today for getting yourself to where you are. I love you guys so much. I will talk to you next Tuesday. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you so, so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and felt that it brought value to your life, please feel free to screenshot it and share it to your Instagram story. And be sure to tag me at AmyBlade underscore, at ResilientYouSquad, and also the guest that I had on if I did have one on this episode. If you would also be so kind, please feel free to run on over to the Apple Podcast app so you can give me a five-star rating and leave a thoughtful review if you feel compelled to. I always love hearing your guys' feedback. Thank you so much for listening again and I will see you next Tuesday. Stay resilient, squad.